Welcome back, you beautiful soul. For this week's episode, I put together a little story to showcase some immensely important elements of your story that might not get highlighted enough and that I see writers struggling with a lot. So, without further ado, let's jump right into this week's episode entitled The Character's Want is Not What You Think It Is. Ready? Okay, here we go. Meet Dave. During some police rampage against cyber terrorists, which his parents are wrongfully accused of, the police burns down the family computer store and kills the parents in the event. Dave now finds himself in a very lonely and bitter place. His anger is building up to a need to seek revenge. But you're definitely a lost cause when you're a cyborg trying to fight for justice in a world run by humans. So what does a cyborg teenager who just lost his parents and is not accepted by the system do? Yes, he fights the system and becomes a full-on outlaw. Dealing, fighting, all in all creating a lot of noise but not getting hurt nearly as much. So one day He gets pulled over by the police. They raid his car, find the drugs and beat him very badly. This is the moment where he understands something important about his life. He can continue being an outlaw, but he won't be able to right any wrong. Instead, he will probably end up just like his parents. So, coming out of the reassembly factory, he has a plan. First, he finishes high school. He works super hard and his marks are off the charts. He starts doing a lot of charity work within his cyborg community. Then, having finished high school, he applies for the police academy. Much to everyone's surprise, he gets in. Once he's there, it becomes obvious that he only got in because they had to meet a quota, which makes sure that a certain percentage of cyborgs are also allowed into the academy. So now that he is in, he quickly gets challenged and is faced with so much hate and racism like never before. But he stays calm and more importantly he keeps at it. After all, he has a plan. Dave learns to fly under the radar, not getting in the way of the humans. And he also manages to get accepted after a few very harsh tests that were designed to put him into his place rather than for him to succeed. like. One day he is asked out by a human female officer who seems to really like him. They go out, they get along very well, but he takes it slow. Next day he is called into his supervisor's office having to face sexual misconduct allegations. He does some digging and it turns out that his colleagues paid her to put him into this situation. But Dave is smart by now. He can record video files with his eyes 
and plays back some of the talk with her where he states that he wants to take it slow and that she is the one that is pissed at him for wanting to wait. So he gets off the hook and he earns himself some respect. All this time he is driven by his need to feel superior and his moral raider gets challenged so often that it starts to shift here and there and he more often than not finds himself prejudging humans. So after he survived the academy and is out on the streets, he suddenly becomes a very outlaw cop. He's carrying out his rage and all of the suppression that he had to face and forces this on others. He quickly gains a reputation as a police officer that you better not mess with. One day he gets assigned to a bank robbery. He gets promoted and is put on the case. Someone has been emptying a lot of banks lately and seems to be uncatchable. Dave is driven by his want to catch the thief. He immerses himself so much in the chase that he shuts out everyone else in his life, especially his fiancée, a cyborg who also happens to be pregnant. After a couple of months, he has a lead. He chases this lead, leaves a lot of harm along the way and finally manages to trace the thief down. This is Dave's big moment, the showdown. But when he has the thief on his knees and pulls away the mask, he is shocked. All these years, his anger and his blind rage were controlling him and his actions. He neglected to see what was really driving him. He never wanted to feel weak ever again. That's why he signed up to be a cop, to have the power to change his destiny. He went through hell and back, and now with the thief at gunpoint, he starts to understand that everything he did was just a selfish act of revenge, nothing more and especially nothing that would ever make a difference, let alone a positive change. It dawns on him that he has made so many stupid decisions in the heat of his rage when he finally pulls away the thief's mask. When he looks the thief in the eyes, he understands and has remorse. The thief is a cyborg, just like him, an outlaw wanting to put an end to feeling weak and inferior. It was just a different approach to how to achieve this. But neither of them had actually succeeded in what they were doing. But why have I told you all of this? Because if a character doesn't want something, your story will most likely stall. Of course, this isn't news to you, but I think it's important to understand why. The want of the character is not only the visual want, like saving the world, getting the girl, or in this case, catching the thief. The more important aspect to the want is the inner want. It's the character's backbone that defines everything that he or she is doing. The backbone is the motivation, the why someone does what he or she does. 
Any character will feel more real if you give him or her a personal agenda. But the same character will feel more authentic if you give them an inner motivation, a drive that is subconscious at the start, but becomes clearer to the character as he or she faces all the obstacles. If you have a character that has the visual want of attempting something that no one has ever done before, this will certainly give your story the momentum it needs, because the character will be actively involved in achieving this. But if you add an inner motivation to the want, the want will be deeper, more meaningful. So in this case, you start with the backstory of the character that becomes the theme of the movie, which is... Is it okay to become superior to fight inferiority? Is it okay to fight fire with fire? Or, in other words, how do you act when given power? This is rooted deeply within the narrative now, meaning it becomes the inner need of the character, which is striving for power, to never feel this extradited ever again. Of course, All this time, the character will lie to himself about his motivation. It will be something like, all I'm doing is to make sure my family will be safe. When I have kids, I want them to have the best world possible. I'm doing it for them. I'm fighting the good fight. But after all, it's just fighting fire with fire. But where is the water? So, on the outside, it is quote-unquote, just a movie about a cyborg officer chasing down a bank robber. That's what we see as a visual goal. This chase itself can be quite fulfilling, if it's well executed in terms of suspense and all, but it fails to have meaning. You only add meaning to the whole thing if you start adding personal stakes, and more importantly, add a character arc which is nothing more than the character realizing that what he's after is probably the wrong approach, and now that you bring him to the edge of his worldview, he course-corrects and evolves. Now, that's a movie. P.S. The cyborg thing also gives you a great canvas to showcase certain race injustice that translate very well to racial problems nowadays, without being too much on the nose. Alright, I hope you understand a little better now how very important it is to add a theme and some personal stakes to the story to make it feel more meaningful. You need an inner journey based on the theme of your story as much as you need a visual journey that people can follow very easily and determine when is the start and when is the finish of your story. Thank you guys for listening. Tune back in next Wednesday Get behind your devices and start hitting the keys like mad. Remember, you got this. Believe in yourself more. 90% of all writers fail because they never start. So what does it tell you? Yeah, you need to start. Today. Now, to be precise. Whenever you need some help or guidance, you can always consult with me. 
Don't hesitate to reach out and tell me what you're looking for so we figure out the details together. Thanks again for listening. Take good care of yourselves. Yours truly.